Welcome to the All About Life podcast, a podcast that explores topics relating to marriage, parenting, finances, and more. Created to help you and your family stay healthy and grow spiritually. Now for this month's episode, here's your host, Jared Stevens. Well, welcome to another episode of All About Life. And uh, children look to their parents for safety, uh, not only for their physical well-being, but also their mental and emotional well-being. And feelings of fear and uncertainty uh, being held up at home through uh, the COVID pandemic uh, makes it tough for families to kind of keep that sense of calm. And it becomes even more important for parents to help their children feel safe keep healthy routines and manage their emotions and behavior and build resilience. On this episode, we're talking with Kristen Charbonneau, licensed professional clinical counselor from Valley Christian Counseling, and she's going to help us navigate being a parent through a pandemic. Kristen, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us. Thank you for having me. So, you know, parenting in of itself, that's a pretty, pretty tough job. Being a parent through a pandemic That just takes it to a whole new level, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I have noticed a lot of parents and kids feeling overwhelmed. We're in a situation of needing to make decisions about things that were once on autopilot. I just think of um, all the decisions when get up in the morning about whether or not there's school, whether where my mask is, and all of those things that we never had to think about before. And it's definitely causing a lot of people feeling overwhelmed and a lot of anxiety. Yeah, a few months into school, asking my kids, you got your mask? It's just something that just is kind of weird to think about, isn't it? It is. It really is. <laughs> so what are some do's and don'ts when it comes to uh, talking about the pandemic with your kids? Because sometimes you can get kind of out into the weeds. I think just a general rule is to really listen to what your children are specifically asking you and to not give more information than what they're asking and talking to younger children and also to maybe look a little bit behind the why they're asking the question and to validate how they're feeling letting them know that they're not alone and that it's also right to share with your children that some of your struggles and the things that that you're worried about and oh my nine-year-old he comes home from school and is talking about the pandemic, and it's like, wow, bud, where are you hearing all this stuff from? So I, I think looking behind kind of – so oftentimes, uh, especially in, in younger children, uh, they don't necessarily know how to talk about what they're feeling or what are some things that I can look for as a parent to really make sure my, my kid's doing okay. I think that's a great question. Um, learning to talk about feelings is really important and something that I always emphasize with the families that I work with. It's also important to remember, though, 97% of communication is actually nonverbal. So there are many things that we can look at to see without our kids having the words to tell us what's going on. So some of the things that are important to look for is your child spending more time in their bedroom. Are they less engaged with um, the family, with their friends? Have they lost interest in spending time with their friends and doing things that they normally enjoy doing? Looking at changes in eating and sleeping patterns. Another very important thing to look at is that a lot of emotions are expressed through anger. It's kind of a safe way, kind of an outlet that we a lot of times use instead of sharing what we're feeling or if we don't know how to share that. So are you seeing your child 
having a lot more anger outbursts and just mad at things that they normally wouldn't be would definitely be a sign that maybe they need some more help. So when you see those signs, when is that threshold that, okay, I need to get somebody else to give me a hand here? Parents are the expert on their children, and they know way more than I as a professional will ever know about their child. So I think it's really important to just trust your instincts, to ask those questions, bring it to the the child's attention. Like, I'm noticing that you're sleeping a lot more lately. How are you feeling? And if your child is not really able to answer those questions or you're concerned that there is a deeper problem, I think it's really important to reach out to somebody and get some help and support. We're speaking with uh, Kristen Charbonneau, a licensed professional clinical counselor with Valley Christian Counseling. This whole pandemic has certainly turned all of our lives upside down, and many parents uh, are working from home. A normal school situation, it's kind of all over the board. Is it hybrid? Are my kids uh, going this day and that day? Am I going four days? It just seems like everything is just kind of backwards. Uh, now everybody's kind of together in the house, how do you manage and balance uh, working from home without feeling guilty that you should be spending more time with your kids? That's something that we faced uh, when I was working from home, sitting at my computer, doing my work, and my kids are just down the hall. It's like, oh, I should really be doing something with them, but I'm at work. That has been a challenge, and I I think that that's one way that um, maybe some of the media out there has kind of brought some of that guilt on with these expectations of using this time with being at home with family to have that stronger connections with families, which is great. But I think we also need to be realistic about the responsibilities that we all still have. So those routines and schedules are really important. Communicating with um, family, with your family, with your kids that this is the time of day that I need to work. This is when I'm wanting to spend that time with you. This is when I'm available to help you with your schoolwork and just having them have some awareness that I'm not ignoring you. It's not that I don't want to spend time with you, but this, this is the time that I've designated to work. It's also really important, I think, to stay focused on doing one or the other. I'm definitely guilty of trying to do a little bit too much of multitasking. And that just kind of typically ends up in not doing either very well. Uh, Our children can definitely tell if we're not attuned to them and giving them our direct attention. And so it would probably be better off to be a little bit more intentional about some of that time that we spend instead of trying to do both at the same time. And with that comes increased screen time. Uh, Kids are are at home doing school, and so they're on their Chromebooks or whatever doing their schoolwork. And then after school, they want to get on the iPad, and they want to get on the phone, and it's just screen, screen, screen. Uh, What are some ways that we can try to manage that? Because it seems like it's an awful lot of screen time all day. It is a lot of screen time. It's definitely uh, way more than has been recommended by doctors in the past. So it'll be interesting to see what the research comes out with after all of this is done with. But I think for the most part, it's just important to be aware of what your children are doing online to have the you know communication with them, asking them questions about like what what have you been seeing on your phone or what have you been doing, coming from more of a place of curiosity and showing them that you are interested in what they're interested in 
as opposed to coming across as punitive and um, like scolding, like you've been on your computer too much, which is definitely a challenge to do. And I think also having some compassion for our kids and recognizing that a lot of times that is their only connection with their peers right now. So even though it is not ideal for them to be spending so much time on screens, it is kind of the reality of what we're living in right now. It's important for for parents to be monitoring that activity. I think sometimes, I know for me, I get kind of hung up on the whole fact that, well, that's my kid's account, and I want them to have some autonomy to manage their account. But at the same time, as a parent, it's my responsibility. It is your responsibility. I think accountability is huge for all of us, even when we're talking about marriage relationships and um, there are things that we have to have accountability with there. And so I think just having those open communication with your children about why you're concerned and why you're watching what they're what they're viewing on social media and to let them know that it's not always a trust issue, that there's way more um, One of the things that I tell my clients is that, well, and my children too, is that we can't unsee things that we've seen. And so it's just important to um, put some of those boundaries around it and also to have the open up that communication that if things are seen, that they know that they can come to you and talk to you about it. We're visiting with Kristen Charbonneau from Valley Christian Counseling today, talking about uh, navigating being a parent through a pandemic. And I've heard of this word resiliency, and often I've heard the phrase, kids are resilient. How can I help my kids build that resiliency? And how do I uh, not place unfair expectations upon that part of their life? There's actually been a lot of research on resiliency. One of the most extensive studies was called the Adverse Childhood Experience Study. And some of the protective factors that they found on resiliency were close relationships with caring and positive adults, helping kids to have a sense of purpose, and teaching them how to express their emotions. So going back to the part of having a sense of purpose, I think that's one thing that we're really struggling with right now is there's just this sense of, um, like, when is this going to be done? What's the point of doing my schoolwork? It's just, it's just been really hard for people. And I think as Christians, that's something that is different for us and something that we have to share with the world is our purpose is, you know, sharing about God, sharing about the love of Jesus, knowing that we were, are created to be in relationships with other people, even though we live in this strange time where we're definitely getting messages that, Isolation is the way to go, and that's something that's very concerning to me. And uh, speak to that uh, faith side of thing and how important that is. When we're facing these uncertain times, we're feeling that sense of hopelessness and, and those things. Part of hopelessness is, a, I think, a lack of sense of purpose and direction, and God has given us some very clear directions and purpose in our life. And so I think that that's something that we really just need to talk to our children about and share that with them. A lot of times faith is seen as something that is personal and that we keep to ourselves. And so the more that we can express that to our children and the people around us, the more aware they are of how that is impacting us and will open their eyes to how 
how it's impacting them. So you've talked about uh, routines. How important is it to uh, keep those normal routines and, and normal bedtimes? I think it's very important. It's one of the few things that we have control over right now is some of those basic things in our routine. It just kind of sets everything off if we don't have that. It gives kids the structure that they need. They're not getting that in school necessarily right now. And also, you know, sleep is really important for for many reasons, including just good mental health. With the added stress and the unknowns and those things, obviously discipline looks maybe a little different than it did before this all started. Earlier, we were talking a little bit about some of those warning signs of children not being okay. And one of those, I would say, would be increase in some of those um, bad behaviors. And that's partly due to kids not really having the words to express what they're going through right now. So in looking at some of these bad behaviors, again, it's really important to look at what, what's behind the behavior. If, if my child is having a meltdown over doing their homework, is it because they're being disobedient or is it because they're stressed that they're not in school? Are they having no idea about how to even do the work because they haven't had the instruction from being in class? And the, the whole point behind discipline is to correct a behavior. Well, if the child doesn't know how to do their schoolwork, it's not a matter of disobedience. So we just really need to be careful in looking at what's behind some of these behaviors. Another thing that I think is important is to really focus on some of the positives that our children are doing and help them to feel good about some of the positive choices that they're making and the things that they're doing well. And there tends to be a lot more good behavior if that's what our emphasis and focus is on. So talk to the uh, parents uh, a little bit about making sure that they're taking care of themselves too during this time. I think parents need some grace for themselves also, not just for their children. I think it's really easy to compare ourselves to others, to take one good moment that another parent's having and generalize that to that they're doing that their whole life. And I talk a lot in my office about don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. So that moment of like perfection that you see on Facebook is only a representation of that one second, not their whole life. And parents really get hung up on that, I think, sometimes of um, comparing what they're seeing other people portraying about their parenting and their family and looking at the bigger picture because we all have those moments where things are not going well and we wouldn't want other people to see it. You know, social media is good at that. It only shows the good side. It never shows mm -hmm. the other side. Mm -hmm. uh, so what would you say to those parents that are just kind of at their wits end and they feel like they're, they're failing? I think that we have all been created with strengths and weaknesses. That's part of God's design so that we are um, rely on each other and that we're in relationships with other people. So whenever those thoughts pop up, to just stop take a deep breath and to think about like what are my strengths what I might not be doing well in this moment but what are some of the positive things that I have interactions that I've had with my child in the last 24 hours what am I doing well and using that as kind of a way to reset and to keep um, your emotions under control that's awesome Kristen thank you so much for for taking time and 
and just sharing a little bit and, and helping uh, families uh, navigate through this pandemic thing. I wish there was a uh, operator's manual for for this kind of time. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so now, if people they've tried and and they're still having some struggles and uh, they just need somebody to talk to, what would be the best way for them to uh, get a hold of you and just see if if they could they could set something up with you? They could contact Valley Christian Counseling. Phone number there is seven zero one. Two three two six two two four, and I also think it's important. There's a lot of situations where people are feeling like they need to stay at home if they have health conditions and things like that. We are offering telemed, and so that is an option. Even if you are at home, there is still help out there that you can get. That's good to know, Kristen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today for the All About Life podcast helping families stay healthy and grow spiritually. The All About Life podcast is a presentation of Life 97.9.